Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show tonight, our Thursday night Survivor show. If you guys have a question on Survivor, you guys can call in um, 347-237-5506. Let's, let's have a great show, guys. It's April 13th, 2017. Welcome, Survivor fans. This is the Red Reality Show Network. I'm Cherry Garcia. I'll be your co-host tonight. So please let me say thank you for joining us for Mike and the Mike with our host, Mike Albright, the number one Survivor fan in the world. Mike has currently met 468 Survivor alumni, and he has one of them as a special guest tonight to discuss everything that happened on last night's epic episode of Survivor Game Changers. From Survivor Philippines, the amazing artist Sylvester will be here, and we can't wait to hear how he's doing, what he's been up to, and get his opinions on this season of Survivor. Of course, you are always invited to participate in our shows also. And if you have a question, a comment, or an opinion you'd like to share with Mike and artist tonight, call in at one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. And once you've reached our switchboard, please press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you're ready to join us on air and you're not just listening to Mike and the Mike from our switchboard. Now, I'm going to play a little intro and we'll be right back with Mike on the Mic. Super fan. Big Mike. Big Mike, you're up. Hi, Mike. How are you? And what an episode that was last night. Yeah, Sherry. Uh, it's great to talk to you. And I was uh, 
I was emotionally drained just from stuff at work and knowing what the episode was going to be about being so in tune with the survivor world. And then even today I've been, you know, pretty down. It's, it was something you just, we just haven't seen uh, ever before anything like that. And I, I'm looking forward to talking about it and hope everyone that calls in is mature and acts in an adult fashion. I've seen a lot of the alumni having divergent opinions, a lot of the fans, and we all might have divergent opinions on what happened and the intent and more about maybe what how what prompted some of this that happened between Jeff and Zeke. So I can't wait to talk about it, and I'm glad Artis is here, and I think he's probably pretty close to being ready to rock and roll, but what, what would you think, Sherry, just in general, before we even bring in artists, just uh, how are you feeling from what we've seen? Um, it hurt my heart. It shocked me. I was in complete and utter shock. It really did hurt my heart. Um, but I know in the grand scheme of things, I know that Jeff is not a vicious person, and I I have to forgive him. There's something about Jeff that I know he's a kind soul, and I know this is going to hurt him for many, many, many years to come. And... I'm going to forgive him and I hope at some point in time he will forgive himself but he's done something very very wrong and Mm -hmm. he's aware of it and he's going to carry this burden for a long long time so for me to be mad at him is pointless yeah, and I understand your perspective, and I, I think I share your perspective, And I, but I know there's a lot of people that have a whole divergent perspective, and uh, we want to probably honor that, too. I don't – the malicious intent, it's hard to gauge because we've never played the game. You know, artists will be here very soon and can talk about that, but if several survivors posted that, we have no idea. You know, I've met a bunch of people from the show. I've talked to them all about their experiences extensively, but I've never set my – foot in the tropics to play this game and had hundreds of cameras and hundreds of people standing around and, and all that intensity and millions of people watching it. So we have no idea what they're going through. So, you know, I think there's some people judging Jeff, probably judging Zeke to an extent. And I just, you know, we have no ideas, fans, what they've experienced. And even artists is his season. He had a whole different experience in the Philippines versus they did in Fiji. Now a similar experience because he's done the show. But yeah, I can't wait to talk to him and you know get his. He's on the switchboard, so let's let's bring him on and find out what you know what he has to say about it. I can't wait to talk to him. I've I've been friends with him for a little while on Facebook, and I've I've just been aching to talk to him and say hi to him. So let's bring him on. We can get the first questions in. Yeah. All right, let's do this. From Survivor Philippines, we have. Artist Sylvester with us. Hi, Artist. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Mike. How y'all doing? We are great. And I'm going to let Sherry talk first since she, I'm a huge Artist fan for sure. But Sherry, the floor is yours. You can talk to our guests and just ask him some questions if you want. <laughs> I just wanted to say hi. I am just such a big fan of yours. And 
have always just wanted to say hi to you and just let you know how proud I am of you. I love your your Facebook page, and I agree with everything that you say on your Facebook page. We have <laughs> similar opinions, and I adore you. I just adore you. Thank you so, so much. You know, it, a lot of people, you know, during my season, a lot of people seem to um, get the perception or wonder why I didn't get upset at how I got portrayed on the show. And I'm like, when you play the game, you need to understand, one, that it is a game, and, two, that they have to tell a story. And they mm-hmm. cannot tell a story until they know who the final three is, and then they have to piece the story together so it will make sense for them. People watching the show on television, you see maybe one-tenth of what actually happens when we're out there. So I was okay. I knew who I was, you know. The one, I, I, I kind of figured it was going to happen. When I blew up on my birthday, I kind of figured that that was what they were going to lay their hat on. And that, so I was okay with that. I mean, I have no ill will toward anything. I love production. I love Jeff, you know. Me personally, I just had one issue with one person, but that was my season. Let's talk about last night. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> Sherry, I'll, I'll, just, I'll keep deferring if you want to ask anything else first. I got a thousand questions, but I usually start out, so Go ahead, I'm Mike. flipping the script. Go ahead. Well, Go I ahead. think one of the biggest things before we get in, artists, is I, I know from your season, we're not going to talk about your season specifically, but one thing the fans love to hear, and you were trying for a long time to get on the show, so what was it like, that journey – to get on the show and then finally making it? Because you applied like, oh, numerous times, right? I, st- I started applying at season two and okay. didn't make it until season 25. You know, so I, I went into this game. Like I said, I knew it was a long shot to, to make the show, but mm-hmm. I always told myself if they ever brought me to L.A., once they saw me, I would, I would be a lot to get into the game. But mm-hmm. so. Me taking it, you know, I'm not one of them people that was recruited or one-shot wonder applied one time and made it on the show. So I was taking everything in. I, my entire time on the show, I loved every minute that I played the game the entire time. You know, so what I tell people, and people ask me, you know, I've been trying. I, say, I tell them, I say, don't give up. You know, don't give up because the one thing that I didn't want to do when I went, before I left this world was say that I stopped trying to do something that I really wanted to do. This was a bucket list thing. After season one, I was like, I have to be on this show. And um, I, basically, I told him, I said, you get one shot at it. You know, when you get one shot at it, if you're a competitor, you've got a good 70 to 80% chance to win that game. You just need through the course of that game, you just need once at, at one specific time, you need one thing to go right to push you over the edge. And yep. my time came, my time came, and I knew that I was, I knew that I, that they were coming after me. And you don't try to change everybody's vote. At the point in time you had to merge, you just need to change one vote. Yep. And so I went for one, I went for one person, the person that I went for, and I tried to get them to understand that other. Uh, I need you to to flip because if you don't, because I if you don't after I leave, you're coming right behind me, and it actually panned out that way. Yep, <laughs> it's amazing how that works out. So, put us in the shoes of the, as a past contestant watching last night, because we've in the crazy stuff that's oh. happened at you know hundreds of tribal councils. Nothing, nothing that is even close to that. I'm thinking of a few things like. 
like the water cooler moments, like you know, scooping in the fire and Sue Hawk versus Hatch, like when she quit and the, you know, the interesting stuff there and some of the you know big quits, but nothing that I think is even close to what happened. So what what was your experience watching last night? Uh you know, I don't, I didn't, I I didn't judge him as a person because that's not for me to do. Mm-hmm. But I did judge his, I did judge his gameplay. Yeah. And to me, to me. And I've, I've already posted this. To me, that was the biggest bitch move ever made in Survivor history. Okay. It really was. You, you know, you asked, you asked, Tom, you asked when you, before you go on the show, what would you do for a million dollars and what wouldn't you do for a million dollars? And my answer to, I told him, I don't know what I would do, but I know what I wouldn't do. And what I wouldn't mm-hmm. do is hurt somebody for the sole reason of winning a million dollars, who has done absolutely nothing to me. Yep. That's why I drew the line. But some people just didn't draw the line there. And, you know, if you watch it, you, didn't, you don't know the whole edit, but yep. for, what they showed, for what they showed last night, Jeff thought about this. This wasn't a spontaneous move. Yeah. He thought, he thought about this before he did it. So he had to know the impact it was going to have. When you're playing that game, yes, you're hungry, you're beat, you're mentally drained. But when you think about stuff like when you start thinking about moves that you're going to make, you also think about what could happen if the stuff don't go your way. Yep. And for him not to realize that that was going to go wrong in so many ways is unconceivable to me. But like I said, I didn't judge him as a person. I just judged that gameplay as one of, as probably the worst move ever made in the show. Yep. And I can understand, and I don't agree. I'm not saying I agree by any means, but I think I understand his logic. Um, I understand, but I see the malicious part of it a thousand percent too. But I can see his logic in essence of what he's saying. And did you see his exit interview by chance, Jeff, where he's trying to no. explain? more what kind of what he thought from his perspective. But still, um, I mean... Yeah. Oh, yeah, still, but I was just going to say, he, from his understanding, he thought, because they hadn't seen 33 at all, they knew nothing about Zeke, he unfortunately was referring, he thought he was more like Russell Hans because he just thought he did something big, like he and Michaela did something to get onto this season. But he also talked more about, he, he had no idea that it hadn't been presented in the past season, at all, and he thought he's he he's like crying in his exit interview. Like I thought, people, you know, knew what was going on, and then you know, and he was just still like apologizing. He had to be talking to Doctor Liza, I think, all night. He said he didn't sleep, so I'm not saying that he should feel those feelings because he did something terrible. But I think he really did not understand how horrible it was until he did it. But I don't know. I'm just not sure. Yeah, I, like I said, I I, I don't I, I don't view him I don't view yeah. him as a person. But from from the game from the game standpoint, you there is no way to me there is no way you did even even if it worked even if it worked and it saved him there is yeah. no way that he didn't know that that was gonna crush Zeke mm-hmm. and Zeke handled I was I couldn't handle it like that. 
they would have had to cut the commercial real quick had I been on the jury. Oh, I can only imagine some of the other <laughs> yourself, other past players. The reaction oh. was, I think he was almost catatonic. I just was, I was really commendable to Zeke for how he responded. Yeah, all right. I, now I never but picked. I never there's, picked Zeke there's to win gameplay, this and then there's there's real life things in, yes. in your life, you know, and you don't. That's almost equivalent of you know talking about somebody's child or talking about somebody's you know home life that's just not what you do out of bounds yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's off limits and you just don't touch those things you don't go there and when he did that i was just I think a lot of most of us sitting at home were sitting on our couches with our mouths hanging open. I mean, True. and like I said, you really don't know. We didn't see everything that happened, so I have to commend production on the way they took the edit. Because when I look at it, because like I said, we played the game before. We know that there was probably at least a half hour, maybe about an hour of other stuff that they had that of conversation that went on with that. And yep. The way production took it and edited it and produced it, they kind of they, they knew it was bad, but they kind of tried to make it one of those learning experiences. So I have to commend production on how they edited it and presented it. Even though yep. yeah. you know, I, I know it was I know they probably was tossing the turning as to whether or not they should show it, but the way they showed mm-hmm. it, I have to commend them on it. For sure, and like there's I said, a lot I know of that, I know that Jeff isn't a vicious person. I know he didn't mean it viciously. I don't know if the gameplay just got to his head or if he truly was trying to say, oh, did he tell you this and, and did he tell you this or did he not tell you this? You know, just trying to say he's keeping this from me too and he's keeping this from me too and you know and I, I just even don't know what he was, was. I honestly right but even I if he honestly was, there don't, was, there's things about people there's things about your personal life that you don't tell anybody exactly that and it's, that, it's, that doesn't mean that you're he hiding shared that with that him that was a, deceptive that was a personal thing that Zeke shared with him that's what I was saying. It's almost like if somebody shared something about their children with you, you don't go to a tribal council and then use that at tribal council to try to win the million bucks. You know, that's off limits. You don't use those personal things, you know, to try mm-hmm. to advance yourself. And I don't, I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know how... I don't, I just don't know, but I know that this is going to affect Jeff for a long, long time, and I'm just going to pray for him because I tell you, I, I'm worried about him. I honestly am, and I know this is going to hurt him for. It's probably going to hurt him for a lot longer than it's going to hurt Zeke, to, to be honest with you. And so, for me to be mad at him, like I said, it's going to be pointless. Me being mad at him yeah. for a while isn't going to do a thing. He's he's going to suffer much more by how mad he's going to be in himself and by the others that are already pissed at him. That you know, 
I, yeah, I've like already I said, forgiven I, him and sent my love to him, and I pray that he is able to forgive himself at some point. Yeah, I, I I don't I didn't chastise him or anything, but I just said that that was just that was just a that was that was a low blow move. And that was a low blow move. It really game. was. And like I said, but what and they I, showed, he actually said he was just trying to make the jury. I'm like, no, when you play that game, you're not trying to make the jury. You're supposed to be trying to win the game. Yep. Yep. Were there things that um from your from your journey through the casting, did they ask you when you when they asked the same question? Were there things like specific things you said you wouldn't wouldn't do, or you were just you weren't sure when no, you I, had that answer question? Yeah. Yeah, when I got asked that question, I told them I said I don't know what I would do. Yeah. Because I think I would do just about anything, but I told I specifically told them I know what I would not do, and what I would not do was just purposely hurt or harm someone who has done absolutely nothing to me. For the yep. sole purpose of winning a million dollars, I yep. drew the line there. I just had to lose that money on that point, that aspect. That's a whole different ball game if they've done something to me. But if you've yeah, done absolutely sure. nothing to me, yeah, I can't. I can't do that. And I don't and even think they even said. You know, they had just gotten closer and bonded, and Zeke was actually, you know, going through torment because of you know him having to write. Right. He didn't want. He didn't want to vote Jeff out, but he's got to advance himself right. in the game. And you know, because they had just gotten closer and they had shared things together, you know, shared a lot of talk together and everything, Zeke was actually going through, you know, a lot of emotions because he was going to have to write his name down. And then here comes this torpedo at Tribal, you know, that Zeke had no idea was coming. And I felt so bad for him. I, yeah. Like Mike was yeah. saying, I don't know how he held up. I really, honestly, it, don't it, know it was, how it, he held up. He earned he earned so much respect from me as a person by the way he handled himself. He just sat there. I don't know if it shell shock. I don't know what it was, but it came across as one of the classiest moves I've ever seen done from somebody being out on national television like that. Yep. Which is so ironic because Jeff in Australia, you know, the the rumor mill for that before he, he didn't officially come out for a very long time was there were, I don't remember that as a fan of that season, but relatively quickly after that, you know, there was, you know, conjecture with that. So for him to even experience that himself and then do that, I can, I can see the, where people are saying there's the malicious aspects of this, especially for, you know, he wasn't called out in Cambodia or in Australia, but people now know his identity from this season when Ty was so excited that we well, we've got three gay guys on our tribe. And I was like, right. And you do, and you, it's just this, you know, the new defining of, you know, how people identify. So Ty was kind of right, but kind of not right. So yeah, it's just, it's just an interesting thing. And especially 34 seasons to have something like this. I think people were saying online five years ago, I don't think the whole other tribe would have responded like they did. Maybe definitely not 10 or 15 years ago or season one if something like this had happened. Um, I, I just, the other, the five people that were also there besides Jeff and Zeke, I think their reaction was very, I couldn't, that was, that was just amazing television to see these people respond. Yeah. And, you know, Ty is so beautiful. Yeah. I, I, w- I would, I'm telling you, I would have lost it because I would have felt like he, I, I would have felt like he just, 
like I said, he's to, to me at that point in time, my initial reaction without thinking about why I wouldn't even have cared why he done it at that point in the game. Because like you said, you played the game, you're yeah. tired, you're hungry, you're weak, you're mentally drained. And if I'd have heard that at that point in the game at tribal council, I would have lost it. Yep. I would have lost it. It would have, it would not have been pretty. And I, and, and, and and I'm not saying that to be, you know, malicious or anything, but it's just I know how I am. And I would I, I, I would like too. I was like, you have no I was like, you have no right under any circumstances. There is no, I would have lost Ozzy was close to losing it, which I was surprised. Yeah. Because Ozzy was using he but Ozzy was close to losing it. I would have lost it. They would have definitely had to cut this commercial. And I think one of the, the most um the one of the reactions that I think people should talk about the most is somebody like Sarah, who is so conservative. And I'm from the Midwest too, and I'm white. So I understand, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely liberal, not conservative for sure. But I can understand that, like how she's seeing what's going on. And then the reflection when she goes home to like, you know, I saw some of her posts during this past election that was very contentious and it's very contentious still, but that the growth that you could watch, her go through and just how she does like, this isn't me. This isn't what I feel like she felt so much the connection she felt. I just thought that was very compelling television. Mm-hmm. Same thing okay. with Andrea. Cause Andrea is in New York city. So she's exposed to an even more diverse population and Ty as a right. gay man. It was just their, all their reactions were just so fascinating. And Debbie, even, you yeah. know, Debbie's the, one of the biggest outspoken almost borderline psychotic players in certain situations. And she's even like, I can't believe what you just did. I just, I'm kind of curious if, you know, Sandra was booted last week and she was the one that was willing to, you know, do anything to win. And as long as it's not me, I'm kind of curious if Sandra had been there, how she would have reacted. You know, we have no idea, but this is a good hypothetical question. She was about to eat a baby goat. So I don't, I don't know what she would have done. <laughs> she's pretty you win two times you got to have a certain ice in your veins but I, I think everyone has levels of what they would and wouldn't do even yeah. for you know a million dollars sitting in a chest like in season one there were things people wouldn't wouldn't do so. but, uh, um, and I hope what I'm really hoping is I'm hoping that that, that, that incident doesn't take away from the rest of the game because uh, like that challenge, the reward challenge, or was no the immunity challenge? I'm immunity, like, I yeah, yeah. Never, I would have never got that word, and I was like, oh my god, how did she? When you're, when, how did she get her brain to function to even get the first? Four, once she, once they got the first four letters, they figured out everything else. But I yep. would have never got metamorph. The metamorphosis would have been the last thing I was thinking about out there on the island. Fighting for I would have been on the shipwreck team too, buddy. I've been like shipwreck, shipwreck. I'm like, there's, we need some O's. Like, oh yeah. I'm like, what do you? And I can't. I and I, you know, I go out to uh, Bob Crowley. I do the uh, casting and some of that for that show. And uh, while we're tired after three days, and I get to sleep like three hours a night in Bob's, you know, office, and I can't imagine no food, no water. You know, it's a hundred degrees, the humidity, all the production stuff, and for Haley who didn't have the, one of the best resumes coming into Game Changers. I mean, that's not a dig necessarily. It's just when you think of game-changing moves from Season 30, I don't know what Haley did, but to come up with Metamorphosis, 
And the one other thing that I've seen a lot online, and I'm still not sure, just because, you know, artists, I, I ask you guys all kinds of questions when I meet you, and I, I'm pretty in tune with the show. My my feeling, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want, I don't know if what we saw presented to us was 100% on the level. I don't know, you know, the immunity challenge words metamorphosis. CBS can present this in any way. They knew his status in season 33 and 34. I don't know if, if Jeff, you know, a hundred percent did this on his own volition. I don't know if he did or didn't. I have no evidence of that. It just, my gut tells me there's some little bit of that that could have been, you know, if he's like, I think Zeke's transgender, a producer could easily be, well, have you, have you talked to him about that? Have you talked to the tribe about that? Like I, I do my own confessionals for a long time in this other game, and I, I know that's the kind of thing as a producer, if, see, if Jeff had brought it up, I would have been like, well, let's talk about it. So I don't know. <laughs> you have an opinion? If you don't want to stay, that's perfectly fine, man. I might, this is a hot water situation. I, Sherry, do you have an opinion on that? If, I mean, I don't want to cut you off, artist, if you do have an opinion. No, so. go ahead. Yeah. No, go Sherry, ahead. Do you I, have a, I'm, I wasn't really involved in, in the conversation anyway. I was doing something else, so go ahead. You get what I'm saying, man. Like, I'm not trying to – I might. this isn't like breach of contract kind of thing, but just in your gut, no. do you think what we saw was 100%? Like, I don't – I just don't know. Well, I know, like, when you when you do your confessionals, you know, you do, you do have a – that's probably one of the only places that you get to have a truly open conversation – with somebody yeah. that's not playing the, with somebody that's not playing the game, and yeah. what they do with that information, I don't know. And when I'm yeah, when yeah. you're playing the game, when you're playing the game, honestly, you don't even care. You know, you do the confessional. I like for me, you do the confessional, then you want to go back to sleep because they came and got you in the middle of the night, wake you up. Come on now, you got to go talk. Like, I do that do? too, man. I and the <laughs> cast are pissed, and I don't. I email our uh, our uh, fan players, but I never email the cast. I'm like, y'all know what's going on with the confessional. It could be really late, and they're the worst about it. Like, chill out, chill out, Twyla. We you know we do confessional, so. <laughs> Like I know you're oh, mad. Yeah. I had to do. I just did 23 interviews, and you're my 24th interview. So I'm sorry you're tired, but I'm tired right. too. So give right. me five I, minutes, and then me, I'll get the hell out of here. Right. Yeah, like I said, production is actually. I I, I really I really did. I, I really enjoyed the production. That I did my best to act like they weren't there until they came yeah. and got me. You know, they were really good about it. I like I said, I commended them on on my mm-hmm. season anyway because. You know, you, we're out there drinking nasty water, eating nasty food, and I know they're eating nice, and they were really good about not making sure that when they came out there to to film, to film or to do confessionals, that we couldn't smell any of that stuff, which would which would have drove me up the wall. Or had That's it great. I'm glad they do that. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, I'm watching this, and they, they they're they're on point with Ozzy because doing it once they get down to these, like right about now. He's, mm-hmm. he's willing his way through. They know he's a threat, but he hasn't won individual immunity yet. So yep. he'll make it his way through. If they if they if they mess around and let him start winning, the first, that's a wrap. He will make yep. it to the end. Once and he's he playing more strategic than ever league, now. Yeah, even more than Cook Islands. I think if he gets there, he's got a decent resume. Most days ever, they haven't even talked about that. Right, so I'm like, they, they, I know, I know he he knows he's got a target on his back, but the problem is he also knows that if he can make it to a challenge, 
if he can make it to the immunity challenge, he's got he's got more than an eighty percent chance to walk away with immunity. Yeah. You know, so he's you know, he's he's probably next on the radar, but again, here comes this season was weird because production made sure that no tribe was decimated. At every time they looked like there was a, a, a tribe was just going to go to tribal council till there was nobody left. Mm-hmm. Jeff changed it up. It, it, I Drop mean, how many different bucks. times did they change it up and and mix the tribes up again? Because one tribe just kept going to tribal council and kept going to tribal council. So now it's ironic that after this incident, it looks like the merge is coming. So now I want to know. I would. I want to hear the conversations that take place during the merge based upon the last tribal council. Yeah, what happened with Varner? Like, oh, shit, man. You can wait to right. – and that's where, like, how are people putting out Zeke's business? And that's the thing. If Jeff doesn't talk about it, now are other people then, you know, re-victimizing Zeke, which might be the case. We don't, we don't know how that's going to get disseminated. Yeah, this is uh, – like I said, the conversation that's going – the conversation that <laughs> takes place at the merge is one that I think everybody in America is going to want to hear. Yep, and I I can't believe the stats here. I'm just running through Wikipedia in my own brain. We have some people that, and I think your tribe. I'm just trying to remember the stats. You guys wouldn't. You didn't have to go to tribal till merge, right? Tandang. I you have- I tried. I tried so hard. I was like, at one there was a point in the game where I looked at this and I was like, do you? I was like to myself. We can do something no other tribe has ever done in Survivor history. We can yep. go. We can run this whole game from beginning to end. We, I, at the one tri- the one challenge that we should have lost, and we won it. At that point in time, I was like, if we stick together, our whole tribe's gonna make the merge. If we yep. just stick together, we can run this show and be the only tribe to ever done it. Run the show from beginning to end. And I told them, if we don't do that. I can guarantee you nobody from our tribe is going to win this game. <laughs> yep. And it happened just like that. I that should happen just identical, yeah. Just run the table. Everybody was worried about, I'm, I'm at the bottom of this. I'm at the bottom of that. I'm like, but we're six strong. If you, at least you have a shot at a million dollars if we stay together. Mm-hmm. But I had my own reasons because I felt like if we stayed together as a tribe, I was pretty much a lock to win the game. But... Yeah. <laughs> And I'm shocked looking at your I, – I went back to remember that just doing the research, and your whole tribe did, and I think your tribe and Suri right. – I like to run the numbers, but Suri somehow, you know, this – you know, the one of those people that should have won this, and, you know, I believe she's a Hall of Famer, that a lovely Survivor Hall of Fame business, but how is Suri Fields, who is almost just as powerful as Sandra, just hasn't won at all, She's so socially challenging and strategically challenging. How has she made it to the merge and not going to tribal without being, you know, no offense to Suri. I love her. her name best, she's not like up. a physical powerhouse. She's not been there. Her tribe has even gone. Like, and at the merge, I don't think Suri would be like the first target unless it's a numbers breakdown. Like, it's just, That's I'm just it. shocked that she's there. And, 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 and that works to her advantage. They don't see her as a threat. And in and, and a game like this where everybody has played it before, everybody should be thought of as a threat, but they don't see her as one. And I can see her getting very deep because of that. And you your know, eyes made some... 
Yeah. Ty's made some crazy. Ty's made some unbelievably crazy and idiotic moves. But when you've got two immunity t- idols in your pocket, you're afforded to do that. You can do that because you can be like, I'm safe no matter what. Yeah, my hashtag. And I don't know how he manages agrees. to keep finding them, but he does. Well, that's another thing where I'll make a sidebar where I'm like. Wow, there's four camera guys following Ty. Like, I can only imagine some of that, like, the old Russell Hand stories I've heard from people on Glue, where they're like, we were under that bridge, like, two weeks in a row, under everything, whatever. And then, it's so, I, I love the show to death. It's just, like, something, something you love. You love its greatness, and you love its non-greatness. Show is going down in day nine in Borneo. It's a lot more subtle. Stuff's probably still happening. Um, that's my opinion. I'm just a super fan. I'll probably never make it because of my opinions. I have dramatically no, transformed myself, that. but I think <laughs> I know way too much stuff about this show. <laughs> they but, uh, I put, put my tape in finally, so we'll see. <laughs> Sherry, uh, did you say something? Uh, we do have a fan call uh, when you guys oh, would great. like to... Yeah. Somebody who's been calling in recently. We have Kansas back with us. Hi, Kansas. Hi. Keep your streak alive. Guys, when they call this the season, the the game changing season, they weren't kidding. <laughs> no, they weren't. What you? What was your take as the fan, Kansas, with what you saw, and where, where's your head and heart at? The day after. Sherry and I were busy talking about this for a little bit before I came on. It broke my heart. Yeah. I, and I could, and, I, and I'm ready to cry talking about it again. But I mean, it was, it there, there was, there was such sadness there. There was such shock. There was such beauty in the other guys, and how the, the reactions among the others, and Zeke. I, I really, I, I had no idea. I had no idea at all. You know, it was up to him if he wanted to come out and, and reveal it. You know, I kind of wish he did because I think that, I mean, so many people would just be in such awe of him for that. But the way he acted, I, I, I'm really rooting for him now. Yeah, I I'm think it's, he wants he wins. to be Zeke. Yeah, just to be Zeke. He doesn't need to be transgender Zeke. He doesn't need to be you know, whatever his journey is. He just, he wanted to be a player. And he, then he talked about, the yeah, he didn't want done, that to yeah. be seen. Yes. And, and then the can you imagine how this opened is, up. How is this going to be? Can you imagine how tonight or last night's tribal council is going to be described to the other team, the other tribe yeah. when they merge? Oh, that's what we were talking about when you were probably talking to Kansas. So, yeah, the, that's the whole thing. And then the re-victimization, like, you know, yeah. just trying to describe what happened. You know, you're putting Zeke's business out again, and then we're going to see it next week and the week after when it just, you know, filters through the group. And is somebody going to – well, you know, Varner's gone now, but is that still – are people going to be like, well, I hated to see what happened to Zeke, but then to be able to hold that much back, are people going to overanalyze Zeke now? You know, he was a huge threat last season, and he he and Adam and David were the ones wanting to put bigger threats in front of him. Old school Survivor would say, you know, your Aussie goes out right after Malcolm and doesn't even get a chance to get here or right at the merge, you know, gets the boot. Now people want to keep these threats in there so they can get farther. It's just the the, the evolution of the show is insane of how that's yeah. dramatically changed. The problem with this, though, is, 
Now everybody in the world is, well, I'm not going to say that, but now Zeke, with this happening, this could potentially ruin Zeke's game. Because if you're playing the game now, you're thinking if he makes it to the end, they will give him the million dollars. Yep. Yeah. And that's me. That's what I'm thinking. I, you know, I could, I could love him to death while we're playing, but I got to get back in the game mode. And because right. of this incident, because of this incident, if he manages to make it to the end, he's probably guaranteed to get the million dollars. Absolutely. So I got to get him. I got to get Artist, rid of him. You are so, so right. Yeah, you are so, so right. I hadn't even thought that far along yet and, and so you just said that and you are so, so right. This could really ruin his game. Oh, I hope not. I really hope not. By the way, Artis, I'm so happy to get to meet you. I, I'm a big fan. <laughs> And off the show, listening to what you're saying now, you, you, just, you have so much insight, sir. Oh, thank Seriously. you so much. I, just, it's, I love the game. It's so much fun to play the game. And I lo- I, I've been a fan forever. And actually, when I got – I thought I knew a lot about the game, but no matter what you think about the game, if you get the opportunity to play, you will be blown away. You will realize that you don't know what you thought you knew. <laughs> that's so I'm cool. Sure that's true. Yeah. What was it like uh, at the f- at the finale, artist? From you know getting to be the fan and then doing it and experiencing the show and then having us bombard you with wanting to you know shake your hand and take pictures and all that. What, what how surreal is that to then be people just wanting to say hey just because of being on the show is that what's that experience like? Because that's what the only th- I can't imagine what that's like to go from. The stalker to the stalkee. I don't. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> I, I, I mean, how I, was I that to have there. these random dudes want to come up and talk to you? It's your in the you know hotel at the Renaissance. Like what? What is that like? I had no problem with it. I really didn't. I had no problem with it at all. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because you know the fans. The fans is what makes the show. And you, you're given, you are blessed with being given the opportunity to play a game that millions of people apply for, but very few get selected to do. Yep. So anytime anybody wants to talk to me, anytime anybody wants to talk to me about the game or about anything that's going on with regard to the show, I make the time to do it. I make the time to do it because I know if I was on the other side and I, was, and I actually met some people and I actually meet them, and I, you know, and I want to ask them questions. I would hope they would be willing to sit back and, you know, answer those questions with for me as well, you know. So I have zero problem with it. I'm amazed at how many, you know, I'm amazed at how many little kids knew who I was. That mm-hmm. would blew me away. I give, I pretty much given away all my paraphernalia that I've taken from the show. I've signed it and given Aww. it away to little kids because Aww, I, I was blown nice. away by Bless your heart. That's so cool. That is, honestly. Phenomenal. So cool. And I appreciate it. You were uh, you had a prestigious honor, I guess. You were the 350th cast member I met. And well, Malcolm <laughs> from this season made me, he made me sit there on my stupid cardstock sheet of paper with my Sharpie and make him unofficially, officially 350. So I, I guess that's a big deal to the cast, too. So 
You're the real 350, though, artist. So. Oh, thank you. And I love Malcolm. I'm telling you, I, yeah. love, I, I, I love Malcolm. Though. Malcolm is a great guy. He really mm-hmm. is. And he had to play back-to-back like Zeke and Michaela. So what did you do? Yes. Like, talk to you guys before he – I mean, he couldn't tell you you were going out, I guess. But then I guess no. afterwards, he did, did he talk he did, about no, his I, process? Yeah. No, no, I haven't talked to him because uh, I think the last conversation that I had with him and Pete, as a matter of fact, is I let them know, look, if you're ever in New Orleans, let me know, you know, because I'll make sure we have a great time. And so they have an open invitation, as well as some of the other cast members that, I, I keep it, that I've talked to and pretty much kept in touch with over the years that, you know, if they're ever in New Orleans, they need to make sure they let me know, and I'll make sure to make, to, that they have a good time when they come down here. Awesome. It's nice when the cast are still, you know, interacting and are friendly with each other, generally friendly. So Yeah, we won't go there. I see it like I well, said. Well, for I said sure, man. I, I'm not going there either. That one individual did do my show when I was in the hospital, but we don't really talk about that person much on, on the mic anymore. So. Hell of, I, yeah, there's a, yeah, I'm just not going to say anything else about that. But very interesting dynamic personality in history of the show. And you had a, you had a unique experience. How do you think it would have differed if you guys hadn't had to play against the, the three returning people? Like, what was your game plan going in, and how was it torn asunder, you know, with these three medevacs coming in? They were, to me, the only one of the three that presented a huge problem to me was Pinner. Yeah. Pinner, Pinner was brutally intelligent about the game. I, tell, I tried to tell everybody Penner is a playwright. He has already written the script, and everybody in this game has a part in his show. And he will systematically get rid of each one, each one of us until he wins the game. I, so I needed Penner gone. I needed yep. Penner gone quick, and I just yep. couldn't get him out. Yep. He's, but he's very a intelligent. He is re- he, he's a great guy. I really like Penner. He's a the sweetheart of our season. Is actually uh, Denise, the winner. Me and Denise stay oh, in touch yeah. with each other. Denise is the sweetheart of our season. She is really a very, her and her entire family. You know, I, I stay in touch with those guys. Super cool people. Yeah, your cast was one of my, it was, it was, a, it was an interesting finale for sure. And I was, it was shocked. Aside from playing with some past survivors, you had uh, two celebrities out there to contend with too. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My season, I would have liked to have had more regular people in my season, but I can't complain. I got to play, so that's the way it goes. Yeah. Well, anyway, any experience you get, and um, yeah, I, I hope I get a call someday. We'll, we'll see. It's uh, it's all about the right thing and what they're looking for. So, Kansas, you have any other Pinter questions? Was on Seinfeld, wasn't yeah, Pinter was on Seinfeld. Uh, yeah, and several other shows. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, wow. one of the later seasons. He's in a he's in the street in a car. I think a car or the uh, is that where Newman's pulling the? Uh, uh, they're pulling the I forget the the term. It might even be offensive. The the cart that people pull around like in major urban areas, where they can they pull like fans like uh, uh, visitors around either with a bike or like a horse or like the person like runs around with them. It was one of those carts I think, and it was going down a hill at him. I think is the scene. I'm not sure which season, but I can't but, remember the season either. Yeah, it was I one used of the to have it on one of my old computers, that. but 
And it's, it you can tell it's in downtown L.A. If they shot it on. You can just, it just looks familiar to me from being out in L.A. But um, with the merge coming, who are we uh, – Who's your lead? Con- who do you think's got the best shot? And who do you think has the worst shot? Anyone of you can answer that, then I'll put my two cents in. Artist, you go first. I'm thinking. I'm think. I, I hate to say it, but I'm thinking Zeke has no shot. Okay. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a hold back on that. It all depends on how the convers- What gets shown about the conversation yeah. at the merge. Okay. Um. My leader, I'm looking. I, I, I hate to say it, but I'm look, I, I'm looking at Ty because just because they just keep letting him do this crazy stuff and and nobody seems to care, and they're gonna mess around and let him make it to five, and he's still gonna have both of those idols, and which will guarantee him on him a spot in final three. Ladies, what is your take? That's artist just made a, a good point. Um, that's a hard point to argue with. <laughs> I would like to see, and that really is that's that's a good point. That's a hard point to argue about. Um, I would love to see Michaela now that she's going to make it to the merge. I absolutely love her. I know she's young, and she hasn't learned a lot of the things that she needs to know about Survivor yet. She hasn't learned when to keep her mouth closed enough yet. Um, but I adore her, and she is such a competition beast. And yes. I was rooting for her last season. I'm rooting for her again this year. I love her. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just adore that girl. I think she's awesome. Yes, she's and, cool. <laughs> she's good people for sure, yeah. Kansas? Aside from Michaela. Yeah, what else you got? Go there, ahead. Sir? I would Ozzy. I think Ozzy has has fought for Survivor for so long and not made it to the finish line. I think it would be amazing to see him finish the winner. It would just be one of those awesome, true, you know true story endings I think if he could make it but I think he just has too big of a target on his back alright Kansas what do you think well of course my heart wants to see Zeke win <laughs> I'm such a Zeke fan right now it's unreal just everything about him but I, but what artist is saying I Sadly, think that's probably right, and that breaks my heart. But right now, definitely, I'm going to go with Cherry. Also, Ozzy, I, I, I could see Ozzy possibly taking this. It could be between Ozzy. It could be between him and Brad. And then I see Sari again. I want to see possibly Sari. Possibly, it, you know, there's so many that are so wonderful right now in this season. It's but so right hard. now, there's I, I if you could good say just the one that. person you see sticking out to possibly win, I'd have to say Ozzy. 
these are all very sound arguments, and I think you've made all made compelling points. I will say my brain and heart and guts consensus is Sri, just the presentation of how she's being portrayed, how she's playing in her story arc. She was afraid of leaves in her first season. She almost won Micronesia if there had been a final three. And then she was mm-hmm. such a huge target, heroes versus villains. She's back. She hasn't even had to go to tribal. I think she's got her pieces around her. She's not a huge challenge threat unless it's a puzzle. So Suri's my woman to beat. And uh, yeah. for the for least likely, even though what happened to Zeke, I think he still has more chance to get through this. Um, I think Aubrey's on the brink of possibly getting the boot, and uh, I still think Debbie has a challenge because of the connection to Korong. So I think Ty's yeah. in that thing. I think he's got those idols to play with, but his, he's just such a wild card. I think people know he'll he'll unintentionally just do crazy things and make too rash of decisions. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. I, what I'm amazed How at with Ty... What I'm amazed with with Ty is if you watch him play, he finds all these idols. He has never used one for himself. Yeah, he's yeah exactly. That ties into his whole personality with protecting the, the chicken and protecting everything, yeah. He's never How did they get Cochran to say that he thought Debbie was going to win Survivor? Oh, they had to pay Cochran to say that. <laughs> That would be the ultimate May December How romance. How did they pay him to say people. that? <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there the gradual, and I watched that just in the role reversal. That he's he's trying to groom Debbie to be a better player, but I saw people talking online like it was an interesting romantic undertones between Debbie and no. Oh no! That's, oh that's come not a on, please. That's not a pretty picture yeah. at all. That's not. No, it is not. That's... But it'd be interesting for sure. <laughs> Blood versus water. Oh, no. She would oh, hand well him so bad, he wouldn't know what hit him. <laughs> I wouldn't want to file my taxes with Debbie because she's had 15 jobs, so I don't even know <laughs> how many W 2 she has. Oh, my goodness. Um, we had some other things go on besides the Epic Tribal Council and the Metamorphosis. We, the reward challenge, the prize is 10 pizzas. Like, yeah, that's a lot of food to eat. That's a lot of food. I've missed Survivor and is just a fan. I'm like, they used to give out a pizza or a piece of pizza, not <laughs> right? 10 fucking pizzas. 10 pizzas. And come on, that was just seemed excessive. And then, I, as bad as what Varner did, the the worst part, one of the, it was all horrible to watch. But he's got a freaking game changers pizza box lid in his hand, and I'm just like, God, I bet he wishes he didn't have this with him right now for everything that just happened. I was just like, oh my god. That's probably like, why they lost the challenge. They ate so damn much pizza. <laughs> they were all hurt. Well, that's somebody said it's not exactly. a reward like that. You're gonna get lethargic on the pizza, man. I know what it, when I was a super fatty, weighing 525 pounds, I could eat two pizzas probably in a sitting. I couldn't eat ten pizzas, but Mike, no. can I give you some kudos? Honestly, let's talk about us being a survivor. My man 
Hats off to you. You look so. I have to. I wanted to say this last week. You look so fabulous, Mike. When I well, see these you. pictures of what you look like now and all that weight you lost, oh man! Sir, congratulations. Job. I appreciate it, Kansas, and I'm trying to seriously. battle the surplus skin now. I don't know how you work out your armpit, but I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. So there's just a lot of loose. You lose 280 pounds. There's skin remaining, so I'm going to give. You my can skin find Mama June's doctor. Look what they did with her. My goodness. Yeah. I, I've Mama actually my eighteen month my eighteen month appointment post surgery is in uh, about three weeks, and I'm going to talk to him about doing the literature and helping my fellow fat Americans do what I did, but also like, yo, if I become your promotional guy, can I get some help on this skin surgery? Like, you can help like two burn victims. <laughs> it's costly. You know, my... I think she spent seventy five thousand dollars. I think if I remember, she was saying. Dang, I'm trying to, to find a way to run for political office. I can't pay that much to get my skin cut off. But I love the joke, like, I can walk by and say, give me some skin, and like I did. So I like, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I recognize that freckle. That guy's got my skin on him. Wow. So I think it's weird and different. But I, Kansas, I appreciate it. It's been a... It's been a journey, and that's one of the reasons, aside from it being blurry, that I need to get down to New Orleans and get a picture with artists I can actually post because it's all bad camera at the hotel lobby. So, But, dude, you're amazing, honestly. Well, thank you. I, I, agree. I appreciate it. I've actually walked four miles today, and I need to, I'm need i about to do three miles wow. after this and go do leg day. So, yeah. Keep it up, Mike. You Keep are incredible, Mike. Thank Congratulations. you, Seriously. I appreciate it. And, and for those people listening, don't eat 10 pizzas. Eat, eat yeah. a piece of pizza and then go work out and have some water. Eat right? one piece, exactly. Yeah, I and mean, Probst oh, is like, man. we got pepperoni, cheese, meat lovers, veggie lovers, and Hawaiian pizza. And I guess this is the, one of the final questions is, what do you all think of Hawaiian pizza, that pineapple ham pizza? Ugh. I know I don't Ew, I like it. I can't eat pizza like that, no. Uh, but even the pepperoni, can you imagine starving and then no, eating all that pepper and the heartburn and your, I mean, your whole all digestive sodium, system should be so, All that yeah. sodium in your system, yeah, well, that's what I was saying. It probably, I wasn't going just for the lethargic part of it. It probably tore up their stomach so bad. Right. I mean. Not just your stomach, the sodium Sherry. and all Other that stuff. Other parts, too, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, that's probably part of the reason they they didn't do so well because they were probably hurting. And, right. Yeah. So, I mean, to eat all that sodium that was on that pizza when you haven't had food. Or the carbohydrates. They're and, eating 300 calories of rice a day maybe, and they try to eat all that pizza. Yeah. Ugh. I can't I even eat pepperoni pizza anymore because it's given me such bad heartburn. And I can't. Ju- I can just imagine these people that have been starving and what and what they have been eating, and then to throw that into your system too—that's just crazy. And if they saw Co wrong, they should. We had we had Joe on here what last season. Don't eat too much pizza. I, it wouldn't be like eating <laughs> three pounds of steak, but you could have a, some similar problems. So. Mhm. Yeah, you can't go from not going to the bathroom for 18 days to going a bunch without messing up your system and getting a Bruce, which I wanted to see in Philippines. I wish it had been. I wish Bruce had gotten a chance to go 
battle artist in the Philippines, but maybe another maybe another installment. We'll see. There's plenty of medevacs that need a second chance. Maybe all the some of the <laughs> female medevacs. So, um, anyone else have anything from the episode you want to cover? It was a pretty pretty interesting show. We've talked yeah, about. It was intense. How, <laughs> it was so how, intense. How about how about Jeff Prost? That this was one of the first ones. This is one of the. I can't. I was trying to think about this, and I can't remember. Any other tribal council where Jeff says, well, I guess there's no need to vote. I can't recall. There was recall, controversy on that, you quits. guys. Besides quits, I don't know if this, there's been a scenario like this. There's been uh, maybe one other bad. one. A lot of fans were saying they, they should have had the vote. Yeah, just, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to rack my brain. I think that something like this has happened. The only other thing I think happened was – did Brandon Hans quit, or did they all stand there and vote for him at the challenge? I don't even think they he did quit. anything with this tribal. Yeah, he quit at he quit it there. Yeah, he quit again. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think this has happened anything like this. And I guess Jeff, I looked on. I mean, Wikipedia's uh, presentation understanding of it is everyone orally voted for Jeff, and he didn't get the vote. So it's on their stats is six to zero, and I don't know if that's like. What that is or isn't, who and who does Jeff vote for? He, you know, he's not going to vote for Zeke, I wouldn't think. So, you know, is Jeff entitled to a vote? I guess that's a philosophical question. If everyone knows what the result is, does he deserve to vote, or is that his punishment from production to not even get the vote? I don't, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. You piss us off so much that you don't get to vote. Like, huh? Like I know that happened in Big Brother one time, right? Sherry didn't Jen have that happen for violating like production rules and All Stars or the season after All Stars? I'm not a Big Brother super fan, so I don't know their stats as well. But I can't. That's the only thing close to what happened. So, so we'll see. And uh, the Legacy Idol, we're down to thirteen. Do you think? Sierra's going to have to do something with this advantage she has because she can play it at 13 and 5. So what do you what do we think is going to happen with that? Anyone have an opinion? What was the question? I wouldn't I wouldn't play it. I'd keep it I'd keep it as long as possible. Keep it as long as yeah, the, I would agree. The with downside, you. The downside to that is Yeah, the downside to that is if she's not safe, then she's got to pass it on. Yeah. But I'd keep Mana, it. I wouldn't play it. And I think Mana should be pretty good with the numbers, I would think. Her group's kind of up right now. I mean, even if you go to the original tribes, they're a little bit down versus Nuku, because Nuku, of the remaining players, let's see, one, two, three, four. A lot of them were original Nuku, including Sierra. So they still have a strong bond. Her, Andrea, Brad, Sari, Debbie. Ozzy, Sarah, Ty, and Zeke all started on Nuku, the OG Nuku, uh, versus before the 15 swaps. So it's hard to – I have to stare at the stats you can even follow along, and I'm a super fanatical fan. So so we'll see. But I, I can't wait to see what happens. Uh, do you have any closing words, Artis, anything we didn't ask you about that you wanted to cover from this episode or anything oh, you want no, to promote? No, I, I'm I'm just thrilled to be on the show, and I'm so glad you called me and asked me to do the to do the show with you. I appreciate it, man, for sure. Thank you. 
My I've pleasure. enjoyed Anytime. having you on, artists. Thank you, thank you. you. You brought up some great points that I hadn't even thought about yet, and I, as always, totally agree with you. And we agree politically as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, then if, I, if you agree with Sherry, then I agree with y'all. So I don't know where Kansas is, but I know I'm scratching my head right now thinking about what's going on in D.C., so we'll see. <laughs> You don't let reality stars be presidents. That's I love reality TV, but come on. None of the survivors <laughs> should be president. None of the big brothers. And sure as hell no to the apprentices or the hosts of the apprentice. So. Somebody needs to use his famous words on him and tell him, you're fired. <laughs> oh, I want to know what Mark Burnett has from his – the production on The Apprentice probably has the fair share Oh, of. my God. God. This is a real you, you know he's good. probably sitting on a gold mine. He's just waiting for the impeachment so he can make it a TV show, probably. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, well, I hope no one at SCG heard any of this uh, podcast, so we'll see. Or maybe I hope they heard every. Or maybe I hope they heard every second of it. <laughs> well, uh, next week we have. Uh, I'll give you the shout out. Who's coming on four twenty? Kelly Shin will be back, and Sarge Jason oh. from um, Co Wrong, our second or third Co Wrong person to be here, and Kelly Shin's back again. Nicaragua's been very good to the uh, Mike on the Mike show, so they're gonna both dissect the post merge episode. So can't wait to hear what they have to say. So we'll be looking forward to calling in again, Kansas. You might become a one of the co-hosts if you keep calling in enough. I'm sorry if I jumped over people with my excitement sometimes. Please forgive me if I was rude to anybody. No, you go big or go home, and I bet you're at home doing this. I don't know where you're calling from, but anyone can call in, and you're more than welcome to. So the hotline's always open, and we we love talking to you. So you're fine, Kansas. Oh, thank you, Mike. I do have to apologize, though, because... I was listening to last week's show because I missed a lot of it. And I, ha- I honestly, I have to apologize because I think my main reason for being so anti-Sandra was more, it wasn't even really the game. I think it was the whole goat thing. Yeah. Sandra's mm-hmm. one of those players that a lot of people like and a lot of people don't like. Her success, you know, breeds some contempt and just her willingness to do anything and, She's a hell of a player, and uh, I'm I'm proud she's a friend. I'm proud she refriended me after four years after I pissed her off, and I'm glad I could talk her back into it. So yeah. <laughs> For me, it was just the goats, the whole situation with the goats that really got to me. Yeah, her um, culturally that I think it's it'd be it'd be similar if there were some other animals eating. I think I mean a baby goat is pretty intense for most most people, but. Depending on where you are from the world, um, people eat horses, people eat dogs and kitties and just, you know, different things. The uh, baby goat's pretty much pushing it. I mean, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I was like, damn, like, baby goat? Like, where's the dad? I mean, there was a little sexist, too. Like, well, we're not going to eat the mama goat, but let's eat dad goat. Like, he's got a family to feed, too. Come on. I don't know. 
It's a compelling season. Game Changers is living up to it. I, you know, on paper, I was looking at some of the cast. I'm like, eh, I don't know what they did to change the game, but these folks are bringing it. And I, as crazy as this episode was, I, I really hope it gets nominated and the show wins an Emmy for how they presented this this information because I think it could help you know change some people's minds that haven't been exposed to somebody like Zeke who has a unique journey and experience. My sentiments exactly. Yep. Well, you all have a good, good Friday. And, you too. Uh, you have a good Easter. Friday as well. I'm off to a campus Maybe. event for for what it's like to be a person of color on a predominantly white campus. So I love working as an educator to, you know, keep expanding my own mind and the minds of these students. So I can't wait. That's awesome. I hope everybody has a wonderful Good Friday and Happy Easter. And if you have kids, I hope they find lots of Easter eggs. And I hope it's sunny and bright wherever you are. I hope everybody is kind to each other because there's just way too much bad vibes going on in the world right now. Um, scary world out there right now. So, say lots of prayers for peace and hope that things calm down. So, are we about to wrap things up for tonight, Mike? Yep, I don't have anything else. I, I could talk all night, Sherry, but I'm kind of in circles now, and we we can't beat this dead horse. I think we've covered the essence of this episode without, like, every little exchange between people, but hell of an episode, and it's amazing this show's been on for 17 years and still has an episode like this in the middle of its 34th season. I just, I just, my hat's off to everyone at CBS and SCG. Thank you all. Yeah, thank you all for having me. And again, Mike, feel free to reach out to me anytime. I have no problem doing this again at some point in time. Will do, man. We'll be with you next season for sure, yeah. It's been great having you. Thank you so much, and enjoy your weekend, babe. Thank you. Y'all have a good one, too. All right. Nice meeting you, you, artist. Bye-bye. Yeah, you too. You too. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, hon. I think, um, you know, Survivor is keeping us coming back year after year and keeping us on the edge of our couches by the great edits they do. And that's why, you know, they're back for, what, the 34th season. And their editing is just incredible. And so are the the ideas that they come up with for the twist and keeping things fresh on the show. So, you know, I, I got to hand it to them, you know, just like the things that they did with Exile Island, who would have ever thought that we would have seen Exile Island be a huge ship with all those amenities, you know, 
they're always changing things up and keeping things new, you know, and doing something different that they've never done before. And things that we never would expect. And that's why it doesn't get old. And that's why we keep coming back for more and more Survivor. So, got to hand it to their editing and just keeping the show fresh. Um, It's amazing. I wish some other shows were able to do what they have done. So, everyone have a great Easter weekend. We're going to wrap this one up and close it out with Ryan as we always do. Mike, enjoy your meeting. Say hi to your significant other for us. And oh, I'm going to say more than hi to her, but you got it for sure. <laughs> well, just say hi to us. Say hi to okay. her from us. Um, and tell her happy Easter from us. Yeah. And We hope you join us on Monday for the Manic Monday show with Michelle Costa at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. I'm not sure who our guest is going to be Monday, but she always has a great guest. So make sure you join us on Monday for that, the day after Easter. So here's Ryan to take us out tonight. God bless everybody. Take care and be kind out there. Here's Ryan. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. bless you and thank you for listening to the show and it was a great one always a great one when we have Mike on the mic Mike say your good night good night everybody that makes it a wrap good night all happy Easter happy good Friday and as I said before be kind out there That's a wrap.